podcast is brought to you by the Trillium Awakening Teachers Circle. To find out more about how to grasp the means of your own awakening, visit our website at www.trilliumawakening.org. And so I call this one meditation physicality or descent into physicality and recognizing, of course, our work is all around embodiment. But as well, how do we develop practices around that embodiment so that we can feel like we're more and more in our bodies every day? And so um, a lot of people, and they recognize if you you follow people nowadays – a lot of people have moved from just a transcending aspect of, of enlightenment to a more embodied approach. And you can look at people like uh, Reginald Ray, who has something called somatic descent. It's a beautiful process, similar to what I'm going to be doing today, about going through your body and really settling into each aspect of your body. And you'll recognize that as we do this, there are parts of our bodies that we don't occupy. And really, when we're doing the meditation today, I want you to pay attention to that. Because what happens is if we've been traumatized in any way in the past, and trust me, we all have been. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this whole thing called whole being realization, which is really a movement from up here down into your body. Okay. That um, the trauma keeps us out. And also, when we fall in and we explore the body, we'll actually hit regions that actually will... We'll try to just, our body will, our protectors will try to push us away and even it'll cause us to fall asleep or it'll bring up visualizations or something so that we don't go into that part of our body. And all I want you to do today as we go through this is recognize those places where you feel like you're, you're, you're dissociating. Because that's what it's all about. We were in pain in some part of our body and we dissociated from that. And the more we did it, the more we ended up in our heads. So this, process that I'm going to do today is is part of um, Judith Blackstone's realization process, one of her meditations. It's about attuning to fundamental consciousness, but it's also attuning to that through your body. So we're going to go through each part of your body. It's almost like a a yoga nidra type process where we're going through each part of our body and just seeing how it's doing right now. And we'll sit with each part for a little bit and I'll ask you to do things at each part. Um, And just recognize that this is a way of uh, it's actually a beautiful process of that you can do any time with yourself. And I'll say that there will be times when I'm going to ask you to balance aspects of your body, like both of your knees at the same time, the space in your knees. And what's amazing is that our brains really aren't very synchronized. And so when we balance something on both sides of our body and hold it simultaneously, not back and forth real fast, but simultaneously, we actually have to use both parts of our brain at the same time to do that. And when we do it simultaneously, our brain synchronizes and we begin to experience the inherent stillness that's present in that synchronization. So really, our society has taught us our brains not to be synchronized, our halves not to be synchronized in our brains. And so what we're trying to do is get our brains to synchronize again with both halves so that we can settle into the inherent being that we are and settle more and deeper into our bodies. Okay, so this process is called, this is a, called Attunement to Fundamental Consciousness. It's a modification of Judith Blackstone's work. It's not identical. And if you want, she has plenty of, of also audios out there that you can use that are similar to this out on the web. It's, my website actually has a bunch of these similar um, uh, audios also, if you want, from previous times I've done similar things. So today we're just going to do this. It'll take about 
Well, about half an hour to go through the whole body in a slow process. And we'll do a little extra stuff at the end that I have added on to it. So right now, just close your eyes and really settle into your chair. And what you want to do is start just breathing in and out through your nose. Right? And you want to have a sense of an even exhale and an even inhale. So you're breathing in and you're breathing out. And notice if there's any little glitches in your breathing as you breathe in and out. Sometimes just a little bit of a hesitation as you breathe in and out. And that's actually some place we're holding some trauma or something that we're holding on to. And recognize that all trauma is hooked to your diaphragm. All trauma affects your breathing. So we're trying to take back control. The body's trying to take back control of the diaphragm from the protector. And we're doing this by just monitoring the breath in this moment right now. Are there any glitches in or any glitches out? And see what you might have to let go of in this moment to allow your breath to be smooth on the inhale and smooth on the exhale. And maybe counting to three on the inhale and three on the exhale. And I'm going to give you an interesting phrase here. Breathe the air in the room. Many times when we close our eyes, we immediately go somewhere else. But by breathing the air in this room, feeling it come in through your nostrils right here, it brings you back to the present moment and brings you back to your body. So really breathe the air in the room as you're breathing in. And even as you're breathing in, feel that as it comes down through the body, it's not just going straight up and down. It's also going out in all directions. So it's going out laterally, side to side, and front to back. So you're feeling the volume of your body inhaling and exhaling, not just an up and down movement of it. So just sit with that for a few moments, breathing in now. And we're just using this time to get a deep inward contact with ourself. And now, over the next few breaths, imagine now, instead of going vertically, going straight back into your head, through the nostrils and straight back through your head until it stops somewhere behind you. And as soon as the inhale stops, just release it from there. And then the next inhale can either start from that point where it stopped or just come back in through the nose. It doesn't matter. And so you could begin to realize that we can breathe vertically and horizontally and from side to side. And that breathing is a dynamic process of our body. Now, as you're doing that, we're going to start with one little exercise real quick. So get an idea that you're, you're up in your head, you're up in that space, and you can feel, and you're aware of your hands down below somewhere. Your hands are out in space somewhere down below you. And now feel like you're moving out of your head to actually inhabit your hands. And it's, you may not get to your hands, but feel that slight motion downwards from your head down to your neck towards your hands so that you're feeling like you're trying to inhabit your hands at this time. 
then go back to experiencing your hands from your head so, so you can get that sense of that lifting up again. And then now try to inhabit your hands again. Start getting used to that subtle movement downwards out of your head into your body. So recognize, wow, I live in my head a lot. Or no, I'm already in my body. But just recognize, wow, I do feel that shift down. It's subtle. But there's a slight movement downwards. And this is how we're going to do the rest of practice. So now imagine that you're in your feet. You're actually in your feet. You're not just aware of your feet from your head. You're actually in your feet. You feel like you're right up to a level. The floor is right there below you. And you're inside of your toes. And you can feel the three-dimensionality of your toes. And actually how each toe connects into the foot proper. So you can feel the toes and the space opening up into the ball mounds and the arches and the heels. So really feel you're in your feet at this time. And as you're in your feet, get a sense of what it means to be self in your feet. It's not an idea, this is who I am, but a sensation. Experience is what consciousness that we're doing. This experience is who we are, not an idea. Who am I right now? What is the sense of self in my feet in this moment? Now move into the ankles and be between the ankle bones and around the ankle bones and up into your lower legs and you can feel the calf muscles and the shins. And get a sense how you can feel the continuity of the feet through the ankles into the lower legs. Now get a sense of self in your ankles and your lower legs. Is it different than what it was in your feet? It's a feeling again, a sensation. What's going on in my ankles and lower legs right now? And now find the space of your knees, just the space of your knees, and feel that that space has a front to it, and that space has a back to it, and it has sides. And you're just aware of the space of your knees. And from that space, you can feel the continuity of the lower leg with the upper leg. So it's all continuous space inside. But there's still the sensation of physicality. And now balance your awareness of the space inside your knees. Find both of those internal spaces at the same time. So you can see that the mind can go back and forth real fast trying to do that, but try to hold them both simultaneously in your mind.
And as you balance your awareness of the space inside your knees, you balance your mind. And the stillness of a balanced mind can be experienced. And now move into your upper legs. Really feel those big muscles, the femurs, those big bones, all the way from the knees to the hips. And you can maybe feel the chair beneath your thighs and maybe your hands on top of your thighs. And you're in the space in between, really inhabiting the fullness of the upper legs. And now get a sense of self in your upper legs. Is that different than it was before? What is the sensation of self in this moment? And now find the space of your hip sockets. And the hip sockets tend to be a little closer to the chair and a little deeper inside our body than we realize. So you don't need to force yourself into your hip sockets, but it's more of a, a floating down onto them. From the space of your hip sockets, you can feel the continuity from the upper legs into the lower torso. And now balance your awareness of the space inside your hip sockets. Find both those internal spaces at the same time. And as you balance your awareness of the space inside your hip sockets, you balance your mind, and you can experience the stillness of a balanced mind. Now inhabit your whole torso, all the way from the pelvic floor, all the way to the top of your shoulders, so you can really feel the pelvic floor right there beneath you at the seat, at the chair level. And then the pelvic bowl has a front and a back to it. And your soft organs in the, in the lower abdomen. And you can feel the lower spine, maybe against the back of the chair, or just the lower spine. And then you move up and you can feel your diaphragm, and your chest, your heart, and your lungs. And you can feel the ribs wrapping all the way around from front to back and hitting the vertebrae of the upper back. You can feel the shoulder blades and the top of your shoulders to get a sense that the body has a front to it and a back to it and that you're in the space in between.
Now get a sense of self in your torso. See if that sense of self feels the same or different than earlier. Now find the space of your shoulder sockets. The shoulder sockets tend to be a little further out and a little further back than you realize. From the space of the shoulder sockets, you can feel the continuity of the torso, the upper torso with the upper arms. So now we have continuous space all the way from the toes all the way through the upper arms. And now balance your awareness of the space inside your shoulder sockets. Find both those internal spaces at the same time. And as you balance the space within your shoulder sockets, you balance your mind, and you can experience the stillness of the balanced mind. Now unhappy your arms, all the way from the shoulder sockets to the fingertips. So you're in the upper arms, the elbows, the forearms, the wrists, hands, the fingers, and all the way to the fingertips. And really feel that the fingertips are connected to the shoulders. Now get a sense of self in your arms. How's that right now? Now unhappy your neck, the whole cylinder of your neck, only from the collarbones up to the jawline. So you can feel the soft front of the neck, the larynx and the throat, the large muscles toward the back on either side of the neck that rotate the head and the cervical vertebrae, the vertebrae in the neck. Feel all that. And have your jaw joint and all the muscles there. And follow your jaw all the way to the front and the chin. And have your chin. Be inside of your mouth, your teeth, your tongue, your lips. Be behind your cheekbones. And inside of your nose, all the way to the tip of the nose on the inside. Be inside your ears. 
and you allow your eyes to relax and become continuous with the rest of your face. Notice that in our society, we're trained to really go out to look, so we pull our eyes outwards. Get a sense that you can relax and just be continuous with the rest of the space right now. Allow your forehead to relax all the way around to the sides and the temples, and allow the temples to just expand a little bit. Allow the top of your head to settle down. And inhabit your brain all the way from the front to the back, side to side, and top to bottom. And get a sense of self now in your neck and your head. What does that feel like right now? Now inhabit your whole body, all the way from the top of your head to your fingertips, all the way down to your toes. They say that if the body is a temple, you are now inside your temple with nothing left out. Get a sense of self in your temple. What does that feel like to be completely inside the space of the body? Now recognize the, the space outside your body without leaving your body. So try to stay inside without directing yourself outside, but get an idea of the space outside your body. And get a sense that the space outside your body and inside your body is continuous. It's all the same space. The surface of the body is a permeable, transparent barrier. That's all. You don't stop there. It's just where the physicality stops. So the space is inside and outside. It's all the same space. Now find the center of your head. It's between your ears and from front to back, deep inside your head, a very small point. And you may feel yourself sort of orbiting it for a little bit. But just try to let that orbiting spiral inwards until it seems to stop. It tends to be a little further back, a little deeper than you realize. And what you don't need to do is you don't need to try to see it. Try to turn our eyes inwards to see this point. We don't need to. It's just a settling back inside of our heads. Now imagine that this center of your head, this point in the center of your head, has a small pocket of air that it can breathe. And what it wants to do is do a subtle inhale and a very subtle exhale. Just starting from the center of the head. The center of the head starts breathing in. The center of the head starts exhaling, breathing out. And that the lungs themselves and the body may respond with a larger inhale and exhale. That's okay. 
we're trying to start to realize that there is a subtle breath that's always gone and going on inside of us. Now we can be aware of that subtle breath, that subtle breathing. And this point in the center of your head is part of our subtle core. And when you breathe within the subtle core, you may feel a resonance or a gentle vibration throughout the whole subtle core of your body. It's all connected. Now move down to your heart center, the heart chakra. Deep inside your body, deep toward the subtle core, a very small point, a very fine point. You just want to settle back into it. You get a sense that the heart center has a small pocket of air that it can breathe. Just initiate the breath from the center of your heart there. Subtle inhale and a subtle exhale. And then the lungs expand to help the body with the air. And as you breathe within the heart center, you may feel a resonance and a gentle vibration throughout the whole subtle core of your body, all the way from top to bottom. And now move down to your pelvic center, which is just like an inch or two below your belly button. And again, straight back to the subtle core deep in your body, very fine point, a very small point. And this is a tough one for a lot of human beings because we have such trauma around our sexuality and things like that. So allow the pelvic center to initiate the breath. It's a very subtle breath. It has its own pocket of air. So can inhale subtly, exhale subtly. And as we breathe within the pelvic center, we may feel a resonance or a gentle vibration throughout the whole subtle core of our body. Now try to find all three centers at the same time, the center of the head, the heart center, and the pelvic center, all three simultaneously. And if you can't find all three at the same time, at least find the head center first and then add the other two.
Now try to initiate the breath from all three centers at the same time. They all breathe in subtly. They all exhale subtly. And as they all breathe, you may feel a resonance and a gentle vibration throughout the whole subtle core of your body. Now let's expand this to every cell in your body inhaling at the same time. So every cell inhales, every cell exhales. All happening simultaneously throughout your whole body. And as you're breathing that way, feel the top of your head opening up, the seventh chakra up there, opening up to the cosmos, and you going out, 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 way to the center of the cosmos, recognizing the energy that's there, and bring that energy back down through the top of your head, down, 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 through your whole subtle core, out the first chakra and into the earth, all the way to the center of the earth, down, 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 down. When it hits the center of the earth, feel the energy respond by the energy, earth's energy coming back up through your, up through the ground, up, 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 through your first chakra, through your whole subtle core and out the top of your head to mix with the cosmos. And feel now that while your body is breathing, every cell is inhaling. It's inhaling also this beautiful mix of energy that's coming down from above and up from below. And every cell on every inhale inhales this energy and on every exhale, it releases what it no longer needs to hold. Now get a sense that this energy that's mixing inside your body has a quality of love to it. So that every cell inhales love. When it breathes in. And now it has the capacity to exhale love also. It's a, love is the foundation of everything. So we inhale love and we're exhaling love, nourishing the body as we do so. Now let's finish with this little part. Just allow any sounds you hear to come to you. Any sounds in your room, outside your house, my voice. But don't grab at the sounds. Just allow the sounds to come to you. The space is doing the hearing. As I say, you don't have to listen to hear. Listening is an active process. Hearing is a passive the sounds can come to us, but we're used to grasping at them. Allow the sounds just to come to you. And now maybe just 
flutter your eyes just a little bit over so you can see through the lashes, but not too far, because there's a lot of imagery to come in at one time after we've done meditation with your eyes closed. And begin to see that there are colors outside, there are shapes, but the colors are coming to you. You don't need to grasp. Actually feel if you're trying to go out to get the image. This is the way we're trained. What if we just sat inside the body and allow the images to come to us? So the hearing and the seeing are just happening within the space that's breathing. And the space that's breathing is continuous within the body and outside of your body. It's all just happening. It's all just arising. You're both the body and that which is aware of the body. Begin to bring yourself back into this space. Maybe whipping some toes or hands, a little bit of movement. Whatever you have to do to get back into the space completely. And that will be our meditation for today. So, yeah, you're very welcome, Victor. So if anyone would like to make comments, you can unmute yourself. We can have some conversation around this if you'd like. Hi. Um, I think that I felt like that was a It was really quick. <laughs> it's been almost 40 minutes, right? Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been, but it felt like we were going too fast. Okay. So recognize, for some people, the pace is really, it is important. So if I did this with you alone, I'd slow down the pace a lot. Mm. Yeah, so that you have time to really savor each location. Um, you know, it could take up to an hour. Some people, you know, it's half hour. Some people want it done, like, because they can go through their body that quickly. <clears throat> Other people need the time to really relish each section of their body. Yeah, I feel like I need more time. Okay. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to this one, you can pause because that's why I get gaps between each thing. You can actually hit pause mm. while you listen to it. And that way you have a little more time with yourself or we can do this sometime on our own if you want and I can go through it much slower. Yes, everyone's body is different on going through this process. And knowing that, you know, it's good to know that, no, I need more time. I need more time with myself. Good. That's a good realization. Yeah. Anyone else? Or do you have any more to, to on that chat? Okay. All right. Uh, her. So I had an interesting experience. When I was in my head, the body parts seemed really small. But when I tried to embody myself, then the body parts seemed much larger, but they still seemed like they were in my head. And to really get inside of all those muscle groups, I'm not sure I really 
achieved it. So that was an interesting experience for me. Right. And so recognize, beginning with this, you may want to, any part that you can get into, stay with that the whole time. No matter what anyone is saying, stay with the parts that you can get into. So if you can only get into your hands, you just stay with your hands the whole time and allow that to start expanding slowly over time, no matter what I'm saying or who's saying it. So you occupy the places you can. Recognize when it feels small, that's the way we're occupying our body. Because we're so up here, we're not actually down here. So I've had it where I feel like I'm really tiny, and other times a little kid, like an eight-year-old in my body. And it feels like my feet don't actually fit into my feet, but they're somewhere around my knees. And so as we go in and out of our, our broken zones, we'll feel different sizes. And the map of our body is very distorted. We've been, we've been given a very distorted body map that we lay over ourselves. Like I, there were times when I actually feel like my right arm, the forearm, is three feet to my right. And I go, why would I do that? You know, somehow that was a protective mechanism. That was a dissociative pre- uh, mechanism. So I d- didn't feel the continuity from my shoulder to my fingertips. It was broken in the forearm. So my forearm was over there. And it's very interesting. As we go through this, we'll feel very different things about it. And really, that's just it. We're trying to grow back into our bodies. We're trying to take this where we think we're supposed to be and reoccupy the body-mind completely. And so, yes, you're going to feel small at first. You're going to feel like, oh, my God, i got these little arms sticking out here from my hands. Um, but this is it. Is that we're trying to take back the space that we had to give up in order to survive as little kids. We dissociate. Dissociation was the only way we could make it to adulthood. And now we're trying to get back. And that's what all this process, all these body-centered works are geared toward that. But we're losing people over time. That's okay. All righty. Hey, Jim. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say it was a beautiful experience for me, and I needed it so bad. I didn't realize how, how much. And I'm just feeling a lot of love and gratitude for you, and I'm kind of, Hoping I can have a session with you sometime. Yeah, that was keep, that was great. Yeah, just contact me. We can do it. Okay. Do a Thanks. session for you. Yeah. 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 This is it. I have found this work is cumulative. The more you do it, the more your body mind remembers what it's supposed to be doing. It's like right now. Oh, I need to get to my hips. We have to. Where the heck are my hips? I'm trying to look at my hips. I can't really find them. And so we're forcing ourselves to look. But the the body knows where everything is. The ego, the protector, doesn't. It's just running a bunch of, of, of neurocircuits to control the body. But it's pulled itself out of the body, so therefore the body no longer really has a sense of what it is. And so the body's trying to relearn how to use its own muscles. And that's what that's what this whole process of awakening is, is taking away control from the ego. This, this is not a dissing of the ego. This is what we asked the ego to do, was to protect us. But what we're doing is we're taking back control from the ego of the body-mind, the whole body. And believe it or not, the ego says, thank you. I don't want to be holding on to that circuit any longer. I want to release it because it's too much effort on my part. The ego really is just our sense of I-ness in the, in the local sense. And it will actually grow into a larger sense of I-ness as it's releasing these aspects. And then it's free again. So the ego is just as much a prisoner as everything else in our body. Right? It doesn't want to do what it's doing, which is controlling and protecting. It's not its purpose is to protect. Its purpose is sense of me and my quirkiness. All the things that make me uniquely me is what the ego is. And it transcends that. It becomes a very unique expression of the divine 
over time. And yet still a sense of self is there. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Marshall, how are you doing? Oh, you're muted right now, if you want Yeah, it was very, um, very good. I, I found myself, and this happens anytime I do follow some guided meditation, um, I find myself going away sometimes and then having to bring myself back and, um, but I was able to follow most of it. Um, and there were, there were definitely certain areas that seemed very volatile in a way, or um, especially down at the sacrum or the, you know, the um, pelvic area. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a lot there. Um, there's a lot everywhere, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had sessions where I was going along early on, especially. I don't have as much, I still do, where I was beating my thighs, and the next thing I heard, you're in your shoulders now. And I was thinking, where did my hips and torso go to? And recognize that we will dissociate, not to be in the pain. And recognize that in the pelvic region, all the potty training that we went through was very traumatic to us. They're asking us to go to the bathroom on a schedule, not on when our body wants to do it. And so we have to hold, we have to try to release, all that. There's a lot of trauma just around that process um, that we all have to go through. Um, so there's the pelvic region, yeah, there still is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there still is. I have to plan my trips carefully. <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Jim, I just want to say I was aware of a lot of, I was aware of the sexual trauma when I got into my, um, my lower, you know, the Dantian or whatever. Yeah. I, I was just like, all those feelings came up when I brought my energy there. And I usually can't even go in there. So that was a, that was, that was, that was progress. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it is. It's taking back each part of the body gently, day by day by day. It, it, we can't, to jump back in would be traumatizing because we'd be, we'd be confronted with everything we're holding. And we just can't do that. We, we have to do it. It's very, it's an organic process. Believe it or not, the, the body mind knows how to heal itself, but the protector is holding tightly to the, the reins of control. And it's allowing the protector to relax. And as that protector relaxes, then we can settle into another section. But we have to, we have to convince that part of ourselves it's okay to relax now in this section. And so it is, it is really, after your whole being realization, it's really a 15 to 20 year process. People don't realize the length of it, but it takes time for that relaxation to occur. And what happens is many of the traumas in our life are resolved after five to 10 years, but the really deep traumas, really deep, deep, deep traumas take a long time to unfreeze because there are really places in our system that are completely frozen and to wake them up takes a lot of time. And so, Around the 15 to 20 year mark, you're mainly working on the old, old, old traumas, the very first traumas that really shocked our systems, that, that are really why the rest of the traumas arose in our life. And to me, trauma, again, is a child walks up to their mother and the mother turns her back on the child. When the child's doing this, 
the child's going to feel abandoned immediately. Oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Why doesn't mommy love me? It's a shock to the system. And if mommy turns around and yells at them all of a sudden for no reason, it's like, what did I do wrong? What, what's wrong with me? And so all these, and that's what I mean, the traumas aren't hitting all the time. It's, it's a, it's, there's emotional detachment from parents, just not lack of mirroring that are traumas, that we weren't allowed to be authentically who we are. We had to be who they wanted us to be. That's a trauma. And we're having to get back to, the, oh, it's okay to be me. It's okay to be uniquely me and express myself the way I want to. Can I say one more thing? Oh, go ahead. I, I love what you're saying. And, um, like, there's a way in which um, therapy feels like just like this ongoing loop, like where this embodiment feels a lot more effective. Like, like I could talk all day about things that happened to me, but there's something about being in the body that just naturally releases. Right. And recognize yeah. that psychotherapy is about going through traumas until they don't have charge anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is about just going into the body and saying, wow, it's tight right now, and it hurts there. And it's okay. And recognize when I go there, I get really angry. And is that okay? And really, this is what it's like. It's okay. You know, when I do a lot of work, especially my shamanic work with people, the first thing I usually say is, every emotion is valid. You're a human being. Anger is okay. Sadness is okay. Grief is okay. Bliss is okay. But we were told as little kids, no, they weren't. And so the little kids inside of you, the little ones inside, need to hear that. They need to hear, it's okay that I get angry. I'm not bad because I do that. It's okay that I get sad. I'm sad right now, and it's okay in owning that. And this is, this is a lot of the stuff around the work. It's just the authentic expression of this body-mind that right now maybe I do feel good. But everyone else is miserable, but I feel good. Is that okay? You know, my family, everyone was so freaking serious all the time. So my underlying tone is seriousness. Did I recognize that a few years ago? I thought, wow, I really want to bring joy to the planet, but it's hard to bring joy when I think I have to be serious all the time. Oh, yeah, this is time I'm a teacher and they need to act like a teacher. And they need to... No, teachers should be playful and fun. They need to be demonstrating to you what you can be. And this is it. This is the job of the teacher is to show you that this is about play here. It's about being enjoying this physical vehicle that consciousness wants to explore life through. This is an expression of the divine, but a unique expression of the divine that has never existed before. People think, well, we're exploring love. Yes, but you're exploring love through this body. It's never done that before. That's what makes it so magnificent. It's exploring love and power and all those essential qualities that we are through a different body mind, eight billion different body minds at one time. And you think, well, it should know what power is by now. No. It, consciousness is infinite. It can never know the whole quality of power. It will always find something new to explore. And that's what our job is, is to explore us, explore the mystery that we are. And that's what we're here for. And we've been told, don't explore it. I'm going to tell you what that mystery is. That's what we were told. I'm going to tell you what's going on in this mystery. and don't, It's not a mystery anymore. I've told exactly how it works. And I'm going to tell you when to cry. They, you know, no, it's a mystery. And it's still a mystery. And this body-mind will always be a mystery to me. I can't know it all. It's unfathomable. 
And that's the beauty. That's the paradox that this work holds. You are infinite, but you are a physical body. And it's that merging that allows us to explore the mystery from the physical point of view. That, that infinity at one time. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. The musical accompaniment is Awaken by Wayne Kington. To learn more about Wayne and his music, visit www.waynejosephkington.com.